Hey everyone, and welcome to the Talk Dental to Me podcast, a place where we as a collective can learn from each other, other health professionals, and learn about new oral care innovation. I'm Emma Cubis. You'll find me online as at Emma Talks Teeth, and I work as an oral health therapist, which is a dental hygienist and therapist in Melbourne, Australia, and I'm your host. Before we begin, I just want to say what inspires me the most to do this podcast time and time again is the different conversations I have because as As a dental professional, we look at things in so many different ways. Sometimes we want to discuss communication skills, ways we can improve clinically. Sometimes we want to discuss our health, the impacts our jobs have on us physically, new clinical innovations, and sometimes we want to discuss new oral care innovations. So if you love this podcast and all its variety and you know other dental professionals, I just want you to take a second to share this episode with them or to share another episode you liked with them because this is how we support each other learn together and I'm just so so grateful because I know there's so many that do that anyway but if you can just take a minute to forward it to someone you know who would love this episode. Now before we dive into this one this one is a little bit different and I'm coming to you with another double guest podcast where I interviewed two of the most passionate members of the High Smile team. Two individuals who have been instrumental to High Smile's latest company redirection. Dr. Mauro Pascolutti, who is the head of the research and development at High Smile. Dr. Mauro is responsible for the development of all new High Smile formulations. He holds a PhD and master's in drug development, wow, and was formerly head scientist at a leading university's Institute of Glycomics. My second guest for Dr. Mauro is Fabio Alfieri, who's the product expert at High Smile. Fabio works alongside Mauro and the research team to educate the community on the complexities of the High Smile product, and they're here to answer all your burning questions about their new range of products that have been released in about the last 12 months. So I'm talking PAP+, nanohydroxyapatite, and hyaluronic acid in oral care products. So this is a little bit different to previous episodes, but I really hope you love it, and I would love to hear your feedback at at Teeth and the at Talk Dental to Me podcast. I'd love to hear what this conversation sparks for you, so please tag me. And without further ado, let's get started. Dr. Mara and Fabio, welcome to the Talk Dental to Me podcast. Thanks, Emma. Thank you so Thank much for you, having Emma. us. My pleasure. I've been looking forward to this podcast for so long because I get lots of questions in my dms about the products that i've been sharing with everybody and this is a podcast that's going to be filled with lots of those answers that a lot of consumers and dental professionals are out there asking so before we start could you please tell everybody about yourselves and your roles at high smile i'll start okay uh hi everyone my name is fabio alfieri i am the head of education here at high smile i have a background in r d and i've been with the business for about three years or so uh, my responsibility is internal and external education to you know internal staff and then also dental professionals all around the world that we work very closely with uh, it's my responsibility to translate what's in Mauro's brain into a nice digestible mm. format and uh, yeah put it out to the masses and you do really well at that Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. My name is Mauro Pascolutti. Uh, I'm uh, the head of R&D at Highsmile. I've been with Highsmile for around three years and also have been in the, within the R&D industry 
for cosmetics or formulations and also uh, let's say drug development for the last 20 years and uh, now I lead the future of teeth whitening at Highsmile. Beautiful. You guys have really pivotal roles in the redirection that Highsmile has taken so I'm, I'm excited to see it all play out but since the introduction of the company Highsmile has done almost like a 180 and as you were talking about pivoted towards research and development what sparked this redirection? I actually really like this question because it's something that we don't really get the opportunity to talk about too much. I think a lot of people know High Smile as the influencer marketing brand. You know, you've, everyone's seen the Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, Conor McGregor, all of these big names holding the you know traditional teeth whining kit over the years. And look, we were a startup. We started with two, three people you know, about eight years ago. And mm. I think in that process, we, we were still in startup mode, realistically. Like we needed to grow, we needed to scale, we needed to bring on new staff, we needed to acquire new customers. All of those traditional startup-esque you know, uh, processes that you go through typically. But as we continued that rapid growth, we hit a point where we were really satisfied where, where we were at. We were a large company, big following, and we had this platform of people across all of our social channels that, you know, there were, there were people that listened to us. There were people that were exposed to our content. And at that point, we realized, okay, now is the time that we can pivot because we've got the resources, we've definitely got the manpower, and we've got the audience to be able to create incredible products that aren't just following a trend but are instead groundbreaking and pushing the needle of the industry that i mean in the teeth whitening space within dentistry specifically it became very stagnant for a while and we thought you know what we need to do something to actually push that boundary and you know create new ways that people could care for their smile or whiten their teeth from home that was innovative and always really going to improve the health of your smile as well so that's essentially what triggered the pivot for us was we hit that point in our journey where we were capable and ready to do it and as you said it was a big 180. Um, we did pull back a lot on influencer marketing and whatnot something that we still obviously do uh, because that's what continues to fuel growth but we focus the vast majority of our energy and resources on you know Mauro's team and uh, the whole R&D process. Fantastic. Yeah, I love that about a high smile because you could have just stopped there. You could have been just happy pushing what's already been out there and but you've taken it to the next level and say, hey, we can actually yet, like you said, change the needle, challenge the industry, challenge dental professionals. And one of the products that I wanted to start talking about today is PAP. That's one of the products that's really on the forefront of mm -hmm my mind and other dental professionals minds so why PAP plus over peroxide teeth whitening great question um, so for anybody who doesn't know PAP stands for phthalomidoproxy proxycaproic acid which is obviously a little <laughs> yes. bit of a mouthful so we usually stick with PAP um, since day one at high smile our number one mantra was that we wanted to try and produce whiter teeth with no pain or sensitivity and as a lot of people know Sensitivity, including gum irritation as well, are two of the biggest sort of unwanted side reactions that are involved yeah. when whitening teeth. And that's something that we really put our foot down at the start and said, we need to find a way to do this without using peroxide. Peroxide, look, it's incredible at whitening teeth, but at the end of the day, there are those unwanted side effects. So we needed to find a different way. So around the time of that 180 that we spoke about before, uh, Mauro joining the company, we built out the R&D team, we developed our own high small research center. We essentially started deep diving into what could be the alternative to peroxide. And essentially that's what led us to PAP. Now, like I said before, peroxide naturally has a few faults, 
right? Although very effective, we want to overcome those faults. And PAP being the answer to that was a godsend for us because PAP whitens in a very similar way to peroxide. So through the process of oxidation, however, during its actual whitening mechanism, it doesn't release any free radicals whatsoever. And these free radicals are typically what associates uh, with the tooth sensitivity that you experience during the whitening process. So instead it uses a different mechanism, which means that it's actually able to specifically and exclusively react with tooth stains and not the actual structure of your tooth in any way. And it also doesn't interact with the dental sensory nerve. So it's not triggering those zingers or that sharp pain that you sometimes experience from traditional teeth whitening. So that's essentially why PAP became our hero ingredient and is the main whitening ingredient in our PAP Plus formulation. Fantastic. That's what drew me towards PAP. I was like, what is this? I've never heard of this before. Like, I've been practicing for you know, nine years now. And the fact that there's a product out there that doesn't cause those zingers in chair. I've had patients in the past yeah. have tears streaming down their face from how sensitive they were during whitening. And I always used to think when it happened, there's got to be a, a better way. And so now that there is, a, so it's, that's mm. super, super exciting. So a study from a few years ago showed, PAP showed yeah. a reduction in enamel micro hardness and etching in the enamel. And I think that when we sort of look up PAP and um, teeth, that's what comes up. So can you help us understand yep. the difference I, I between um, the maybe that particular PAP formula and a high smells PAP formula? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is the first question everyone asks when they don't know anything about PAP. Mm. And it was very hard initially for us to put something on the market that has a bad rap. Mm. So um, honestly, uh, the first thing you need, people don't understand about formulation uh, is you cannot compare two different formulations that have just the same white ing ingredient, for example. Mm. Because mm -hmm. I can give you an idea, two hydrogen peroxide formulation at 6%, they can bleach in different ways if they are two different formulations. Mm -hmm. So then what we looked at, uh, we looked at what that formulation that contains PAP is lacking and where are the limitation of that formulation. So mm -hmm. we looked around and we add to, to the, which is called the PAP plus, we added a couple of in key ingredients. They were able to uh, completely take the formulation to a safe place and also an effective. So mm -hmm. if you look at uh, our formulation contains ingredients, for example, like a potassium citrate, um, which initially is potassium citrate is uh, in the last 20 years has been used as a desensitizer. But in our formulation, potassium citrate also function at, at the percentage that we use function as a buffer, which this means that our formulation is not going below a, a, a let's say a demineralization point. Hmm. And when Maurer says we took it to a safe point as well, so he's referring to the pH level of the formulation. So there's this thing called the critical point of demineralization. And this point, it's roughly 5.5, so pH 5.5, but it does fluctuate and change depending on your oral environment. But let's just say it's 5.5 for now. If you're using products or formulations or ingredients that maintain a pH lower than this critical point of demineralization, it has the ability to turn your... Uh, cause your enamel to become soluble, which essentially means that minerals can dissolve and be washed away. And something like this 
definitely impacts the surface micro hardness of enamel. Now the study that you're referring to um, uses a company's formulation that maintains a pH lower than this critical point of demineralization. Uh, traditionally from the inclusion of something called citric acid, uh, which has the ability to lower the pH further, uh, and again, can alter the composition of enamel. So when Maro says that it's impossible to compare two formulations just because they have the same key ingredient, it's because of other inclusions and you know the stable pH of the formula that can seriously impact the safety and the whitening efficacy as well. So with the inclusion of something like potassium citrate, which Mario just said, we're able to buffer the pH along with you know the way we formulated the rest of the um, PAP plus formulation as well to maintain a much safer pH that is well above the critical point of demineralization. That's so, so interesting to listen to because yeah, the first thought is, oh, it's gotta be the PAP, right? It's It's gotta be that. Of course. And so you take that and then you take that and add it to another formulation. So I think that's a, a really important touch point that I wanted everyone to hear about. But that's, it's also something that we, um, we have studied ourselves after seeing that mm. study. Um, and then we developed the PAP plus formulation. We really wanted to do the due diligence in conducting a very similar study on the PAP plus formula. Um, right. which also measures surface micro hardness. And not only was there not a decrease in surface micro hardness, there was actually an increase of about 12.9 units. And that's predominantly from the inclusion of hydroxyapatite, one of our secondary ingredients, um, which I'm sure we'll probably get the chance to talk about today as well. Yes, I love hydroxyapatite. And also I might add something else on top of that. We did the surface micro hardness and also um, with Intertech, we carried out uh, enamel solubility reduction. So this is a, it's a very important study is when you uh, look at uh, teeth whitening formulations because mm -hmm. uh, you need to be aware that uh, your formulation might be able to uh, reduce it or to remove the uh, important mineral on your tooth surface. So that's why when we carry mm -hmm. out our enamel uh, solubility studies, our was the only formulation so we compare with three other formulations on the market, hydrogen peroxide mm -hmm. and carbamide peroxide, a different concentration. And our was the only one that didn't show any negative results. Wow, that's really, really incredible. I've been talking to a number of dental professionals since taking just a deep dive into teeth whitening as a whole. And I found that not many of us were really taught too much about peroxide at university and so you just go out into yeah. the real world I, and I, yeah. you know you're given this product and this is what we use to whiten our patients teeth so you go ahead and, and you do it right but a lot of the learning goes beyond university and what we do in those number of years there and I that's why I really love bringing people like you guys on here who are really at the Absolutely. forefront yeah. of yeah. all all this new stuff that's happening and it's so important as dental professionals that we stay on top of it as well continue to learn and absorb Definitely. and understand these new products that are coming onto the market and also um, i just want to add one one little thing the reason why i i believe pap is not used in in a, in you know in a lot of um like commercial formulation is because mm -hmm. manufacturing wise you need to have a proper facility to manufacture PAP and also the cost. The cost of PAP is 10 times more of the cost of, as a raw material, 10 times more at the cost of hydrogen peroxide. Mm. So this is something oh, that wow, I had no idea. people, yeah, this is something that people don't understand. To produce a PAP, it's a very lengthy process Definitely, as that, a raw material. And I think it goes to show as well, if 
look, if we were in it for the money, then peroxide's definitely the way to go. Definitely. But I mean, we are happy to invest in an ingredient like that to, you know, preserve the health of our community and whatnot. And like what you were saying before, Emma, it's uh, not a lot of people have taught this sort of stuff going to university and whatnot. It's kind of, here's what the textbooks say. We don't really think outside the box. But I think the best thing about a lot of dentists is they're so forward thinking and they're very open-minded, which is so amazing. Uh, they're always keen to learn. They're always excited to find a new innovation and grab it early, uh, which is why we've had a lot of success with the PAP Plus formulation, especially in a professional setting as well, is because, I mean, you guys see the effects of peroxide and you think there's gotta be a better way to do this. We're trying to hear, we're here trying to provide that better way. Amazing. I really love that. Everyone's probably on the High Smell website right now looking up all the PAP, all the PAP. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right. So the next product I wanted to talk about, we touched base a little bit already. Um, mm -hmm. Another new kid on the block, not entirely new. Hydroxyapatite's been used for many, many years. Japanese have been using it for over 40 years now, but yeah. it's really yeah. starting mm. to gain momentum in oral care products and of course within the dental industry. So there's a lot of differing opinions about HAP, which is to be expected. Like there are dental mm -hmm. professionals who say, oh, there aren't enough longitudinal studies yet. They're not quite there yet and comfortable recommending it to their patients, which is understandable. But for those of our um, listeners who are new to HAP, why is it a mm -hmm. great alternative to fluoride? I love HAP myself. <laughs> yeah, good to hear. Um, I think, I'm gonna answer this question in two parts. The first part is sure. about it being an alternative to fluoride. So honestly, from our point of view and everyone here at High Smile, hydroxyapatite is not an alternative to fluoride. Fluoride has 20 incredible benefits for your teeth and we honestly think that every single person needs to have it in their daily oral care routine. Now, of those 20 or so benefits, one of those is remineralization, which is a very, very important thing because you know, our enamel doesn't have the ability to naturally rebuild itself like the rest of our body does, so it does need a little bit of help. Mm. Now, when it comes to remineralization, nanohydroxyapatite, hydroxyapatite, and also ingredients like CPP, ACP, which is found in GC tooth mousse, all of these ingredients have been proven to be superior to different types of fluoride's ability to remineralize, specifically the nanohydroxyapatite that we use as well. Um, its ability to generate tooth remineralization and deposit those synthetic minerals into the tooth structure to help alleviate things like sensitivity uh, is definitely superior to fluoride. Um, but in saying that, like I said before, fluoride has such a long list of benefits that we don't think it should ever take its place. We think as a topical remineralizing agent, if this is the, something that you're specifically looking for, then absolutely hydroxyapatite is an incredible inclusion into your everyday routine. So I think uh, in terms of that, that's probably our stance and I know Maura yeah. probably agrees. Mm -hmm. um, now, in terms of there being longitudinal studies, I mean, there's plenty of studies around hydroxyapatite. Uh, as you said, it's been used for a very long time in um, you know, places like Japan and whatnot. Um, and it is widely accepted in the dental community. I think what's uh, even more important than that as well is looking into the type of hydroxyapatite that you're using, um, whether that be regular or nano, but not only that, you can get multiple different types of nanohydroxyapatite. So it's about finding the correct ingredient, including it in your formulation and being confident in its effect and not just throwing it in there and saying, yep, well, this is what it should do. So fingers crossed it works. Um, it's about really doing the uh, due diligence in figuring out whether or not it's gonna be the most effective at remineralizing teeth. And I think that's mm. something that we spent a very long time on. 
we sought through many different suppliers and many different you know universities that supplied this ingredient and found the best possible version that we could and they maintain a lot of long-term studies around the effect it has on teeth compared to things like sodium and stannous fluoride cpp acp and other remineralizing agents as well fantastic what high smile products contain nano hap so the entire pap plus range so pap plus as a formulation mm-hmm. that's essentially what we've coined it as uh, it's not just PAP. That formulation is the combination of three key ingredients, uh, PAP being the first, nanohydroxyapatite being the second, and potassium citrate being the third, which Mara spoke about earlier. Every single one of our products that has that PAP plus badge, being the teeth whitening kit, the strips, the mouthwash, the toothpaste, and the powder, all contain nanohydroxyapatite. Uh, but not only that, we also have our NH Pro Enamel Care Serum, which contains a very, very high concentration of nanohydroxyapatite. So if you're specifically looking for that topical remineralizing treatment, the NH Pro product is perfect for you. Wonderful. And a common question that I get from dental professionals is, does, it, does Enamel Care contain the minimum HAP required to be an active ingredient? Yes. Um, of course, we cannot discuss the concentration, but um, <laughs> trade secrets. <laughs> yes. um, but um, the quality that um, uh, is superior, the quality of nanohydroxyapatite that we have uh, is superior to any other um, product, uh, let's say, on the same price range on the market. And um, also, um, it's not about quantity and is about quality. So we were able to find a fine line. So the company that we buy uh, the raw material, so Nanohydroxyapatite has has done more than, I think around 45 studies. So there are around 10 to 15 in vitro studies, 10 to 15 in vivo study, and around 10 to 15 clinical studies. And all of them, they were able to identify the, let's call it ideal percentage of Nanohydroxyapatite to provide a desensitizing effect to uh, to patients. And sometimes surpassing that percentage can almost be wastage as well. I mean, you could put 100% and use it, and realistically, there's only a very specific percentage that's actually being affected, uh, effective. So, yeah, as Mara said, it's about quality, not quantity. So we've you know located the most qu- quality source of nanohydroxyapatite and found the most uh, effective percentage to include it at, and that's what our formulations contain. Beautiful. And clinically, how would a dental professional recommend the the serum? Would they do it after teeth whitening? Is it just something that they can add into their oral care routine at home? Mm-hmm. So what a lot of our high smart professionals do currently is after realistically any treatment in clinic, um, especially for people who prefer fluoride-free treatment, which as you know, there's a lot of people these days that prefer not to use fluoride. This product is very important for those people because, again, they really need to give their teeth that help that they require in terms of remineralization. So in a clinical setting, they can apply it um, just after the treatment. You essentially massage it onto onto the teeth for about two minutes, and then the patient gets to take the bottle home and continue using it over the course of a month. You use it just before you go to sleep at night. So let's say you brush your teeth at 7 p.m., do any whitening or any other procedures that you want to do, and you go to bed at 9.30. We recommend waiting right up until 9.30 so that at least the fluoride from your toothpaste can do its job over time. Then at 9.30, massage it into your teeth with your toothbrush for two minutes, and then you go to sleep without eating or drinking anything, and all of those nanohydroxyapatite minerals are really gonna have the best possible chance they, they can have at doing their job effectively. When I first received it, it was probably the number one product that I was really excited to use, and I'd used it for 
seven days. I've always had quite sensitive teeth and after that seven days, I was able to bite into ice cream, which really surprised that's me. I was so like, good oh, wow, yeah. this is great. <laughs> so, yeah, that's first-hand sort of feedback there for everyone listening mm. and, and for you guys. And the mm. final product I wanted to chat about is the Hyaluronic uh, mouthwash. I had a dental professional at the Australian Dental Expo a couple of weeks ago and she's like, I don't understand hyaluronic acid in mouthwash. Like, it, Hyaluronic acid works by drawing moisture out and I'm pretty sure she was talking about skin. So to help everybody understand, like, how does hyaluronic acid assist in our oral care regime? Okay, um, let's, can I make a correction here, first of all? Mara is yes. going to very politely disagree. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Hyaluronic acid doesn't draw water or moisture, mm -hmm. doesn't. It delivers. So hyaluronic acid mm. is a molecule that is able through hydrogen bonding to hold water molecule around itself. Imagine a skeleton, okay? A skeleton has, mm -hmm. is able to keep the water around. So this is hyaluronic acid. So the reason why uh, people put hyaluronic acid in our skin is because the formulation, hyaluronic acid formulation are predominantly water-based. So when you apply hyaluronic acid on your, on your skin through a serum, the formulation contains water. So what happens is when you put hyaluronic acid on your skin, hyaluronic acid penetrates through the skin and brings water with itself. That's how the hydration process occurs on the skin. Mm. So if you look at, mm -hmm. however, in oral care, the situation is a little bit different. So we need to differentiate. There are different types of hyaluronic acid. There are medium molecular weight, low molecular weight, high molecular weight hyaluronic acid. Molecular weight is the size, so low size, medium size, or high size, or bigger size. Um, in oral care, predominantly, you use high molecular weight hyaluronic acid. Why? Because when hyaluronic acid, and this, there are so many studies, clinical, in vivo study, and in vitro studies, when you apply a topical hyaluronic acid to the um, inflamed area, let's call it, what happens is uh, this, type, this affected area has a high concentration of reactive oxygen species. Free radicals. Which are free radicals, okay? Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of free radicals in this affected area. Hyaluronic acid, high molecular weight, is, let's say, react with the free radical, is fragmented in little molecules, and these little molecules of hyaluronic acid trigger an immune response to heal the area. Mm -hmm. So in the end, it's uh, assist and reduce the inflammation. Mm. So things like inflammation in gums, things like ulcers, stuff like that as well. So the high molecular weight hyaluronic acid is incredible at triggering that immune response. And as Mara was saying before, in terms of hydrating, the, high molecular, the hyaluronic acid itself isn't actually doing the hydrating. It's acting as a magnet to bring the moisture with it, which provides the hydration. So this is things like your saliva. There's a lot of H2 on your saliva and also the water content of the actual formula itself. So it's acting as a little magnet and it's drawing all that moisture in and plugging it into the skin cells in your mouth. Um, and not only that, we've actually gone a step further and we've included xylitol in the formulation as well. So xylitol at a certain percentage is known to increase the production of saliva. So you've got hyaluronic acid on one side, which is holding onto moisture. And then you've got xylitol on the other side, which is helping to produce the moisture. So it's kind of like a two prong approach to help overall, boost the overall hydration of the oral environment. 
Beautiful. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. Because <laughs> when she was explaining it to me, I was like, I don't think it works that way, but I will definitely <laughs> ask the question. That makes a lot more sense. And so in clinic, would it be a good adjunct to like post cleans where a patient has a lot of gingival irritation or they just need a little bit of help healing? Absolutely. For sure. Things like veneer prep or literally any procedure that you feel there's a lot of interaction between, you know, the gingiva and your dental tools, for example, or whatever it may be. If you see that there's a little bit of irritation there or gingivitis or the patient suffers suffers from ulcers, whatever it may be, anything soft tissue related, the hyaluronic acid product is going to be incredible application for that. We offer it in the mouthwash, which you mentioned before, but also a serum as well. Uh, The mouthwash for us is more of a daily maintenance product. So Mm -hmm. let's say you've already got relatively healthy gums, you get the occasional ulcer, maybe a little bit of dry mouth here and there. The mouthwash is a great formulation to use. But if you've got current gum health concerns or something that you really want to address, the HA5 serum, which is the smaller bottle, Mm -hmm. contains a higher concentration of hyaluronic acid, which we definitely recommend for those people. So you could use it like as a spot treatment or ointment. Absolutely, yeah. Great. Yeah, I had a patient who actually came in the other week and she had, she's prone to ulcers. So just had a chat about what could be causing them, etc. And I said, are you using anything? And she's like, I actually use the hyaluronic um, serum from High Smile and that helped oh, my that's ulcers. that's great. Good to hear. <laughs> I, I get a lot of stress ulcers myself. I mean, they pop up out of nowhere all the time. And, and I mean, it's from working with this guy. <laughs> he comes to the lab and says, just give me some serum. Yeah, no, I leave the lab and I got 10 ulcers, yeah. No, so ever since using the serum, it's honestly been a godsend for me. So um, I think it's definitely something that everybody should have in their daily routine um, if they experience any form of soft tissue irritation. Mm. I actually use it every day. It's It's got a really, it's a, yeah, it's like, um, what if you got in there? There's rosemary and it's just a really pleasant tasting yeah. mouthwash. I really, really enjoy it when I use it. <laughs> Thank you. Some I mean, people say it tastes like melon, watermelon. Melon as well. Yeah, yeah. we hear melon too. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope all our, the people listening realize that uh, it's very, very difficult to make oral care products taste good because mm. every single ingredient in this industry tastes horrendous. So yes. we work very, very hard to try and improve the user experience. And mm. NH Pro Enamel Care and the HA5 Serum and Mouthwash are two that we're very proud of in terms of user experience. Um, overall mouthfeel and the, f- the flavor are both incredible mm. and that's not coming from a biased position <laughs> no I have to I have to agree there and my last question for you guys is probably a tough one what's your favorite product in the high smile range um, <laughs> uh, that's a tough question because the product in, is not out there yet Ooh, uh, we finalize yes we I think this is my favorite is gonna come out soon one thing I can say Ooh. It's going to be innovative and colorful. Innovative and colorful, there you go. I know the product that he's talking about. (laughs) And honestly, once it comes out, it'll probably be my favorite product as well. Um, So yeah, definitely keep an eye on socials. I think if I had to pick one from uh, the current range, personally, it would be the HA5 serum that we just spoke Mm -hmm. about because I've got a very close like personal experience connected Mm -hmm. to it, you know, with stress ulcers and whatnot. That's definitely something that I'd say is probably my favorite. And then in terms of the whitening products, I absolutely love the teeth whitening strips Mm -hmm. because of how convenient they are i mean i pop them on when i'm at the desk you know at work or in the lab (laughs) or driving to work so yeah it's hard it's like asking which one's your favorite child it's very (laughs) it's very difficult to pick one no i agree i had the uh strips on the way to work the other day it's just something that you can do in between everything you've got to 
get done during yeah. your day. Mm. I love the PAP strips too. Awesome. Good to hear. All right. Well, listen, you guys are contributing to the future of teeth whitening and I can see that you're both so passionate about the work that you're doing, the oral care products you're developing and creating and sharing with the world um, to follow the high smile journey. And if, you, if someone wants to be the first to learn about what's new, where should they look to? Mm-hmm. Definitely go to our High Smile Instagram page. I mean, that's where we keep a lot of updates rolling, but we also have a High Smile Professional and High Smile Research Center page, um, which you can find sort of connected to our other pages. If you follow High Smile Research, you'll get to see everything that we're working on in the lab. And we also do run community trials as well. Uh, you can apply to trial some of our products well before they're released to market and provide your direct feedback, which you know impacts the formulation process uh, quite nicely as well so yeah head over keep an eye there and um, follow along and then alternatively we do have the uh, high smile teeth website and then also high smile research uh, web page as well where you can follow along with the whole team and what we're doing beautiful so any dental professionals listening if you want to try any of the high smile products before they get released get a little bit behind the scenes then sign up for those mm-hmm. trials hey guys thank you so much for spending time with me today today's been really eye-opening for me as well even though i've obviously been trialing the products for months now it's always good to really sit down with the brains <laughs> behind the formulations and just get a deeper understanding <laughs> of all the products so you heard it here first everybody there's going to be some new exciting products coming which I can't wait to try but thank you so much I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day thanks for having us no worries Emma thank you so much for having us we've really enjoyed chatting and uh, yeah hopefully we can come back on soon and talk about all the new products that have just been released absolutely I would love that thank you so much thanks Emma thank you talk soon bye Thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Talk Dental to Me podcast. I love getting feedback from you guys. So if you have any takeaways or if there's anyone you'd like to hear on the podcast, please do tag me at, at Emma Talks Teeth and at Talk Dental to Me podcast. And as always, if you think another dental professional would benefit from listening to this podcast or this episode, please do share it. Until next time, we'll speak soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.